What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, I'm in a mood, bro. Why? Uh, I'm really not. So mm-hmm. we will start today's weekly episode off with a useless fact. When dogs poop, they like to face north and south with their bodies. They like to adjust their bodies to their um, in line with the north and south axis. That's why they spin in circles. So fun fact. Outside of the fun fact and useless fact of today's episode, I am running data on Sam to confirm that useless fact. I can so, tell you right now, Clue does not care. She doesn't care about most most things, but that's one of them because she doesn't care where she is. She just will. Sam straight up spins in circles before he poops. Really? So I'm very curious to see how far off of north and or south he is. I've tried it on my buddy's dog the, the night I read the useless fact. Because I was doing research for mm-hmm. today's episode, I was like, "She just pooped." So I checked, and she was thirty degrees off of dead north, which was wild. She shot a thirty degree azimuth with her head, and north was right over her left shoulder. She took a poop. Really? Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run some data on Sam over the next week and see what's going on. I mean, you're right. It is closer to north than it is east or whatever. But thirty degrees is quite a big difference. Is it though? Yeah. For a dog. That doesn't have a compass so what that can you, spin in circles and find north or south. I mean, got thir- a 50, 50 chance. 30 degrees only matters if it's over the course of, you know, a 50 meter movement or a 100 meter movement. So what would you cons- would you consider 45 still impressive? Uh, or 40? I, would, I mean, 40, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. You know, maybe you were thinking about other things. <laughs> maybe it was like a real big poop. You know, maybe you had the poop sweats. You know, who knows? There's a lot of things that happen inside of a dog's brain, you know? I, I'll have to do some research on Cleo, too, to see what, what she does. Do you have a compass app on your phone? No, I know what north and south is, though. Well, it's easy for you because you have Union right here, and Correct. it runs north and south. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know oh, where right north oh, is. Right, oh, right. <laughs> oh, right, oh, right. Where's south, Derek? Where do you, where do you this the opposite way. That's what I'm talking about. You're facing north right now. I'm facing south. Sorry, dogs. No. <laughs> um, what were you about to ask? I don't know anymore. Okay. Well, um, uh, no, forgot it again. Okay. I was just going to tell our fans we're back to our normal seats. So, no reason to flip out and or text us saying, ah! <laughs> so we're good. And uh, yeah, we're ready to rage. I'm excited for this week's episode, man. We have no idea what we're going to talk about, but things are fine. Never do. So, first, because it's happening tonight. Bills are playing the Tennessee Titans. What is your prediction for today's score? Because Ooh, I didn't ask you all day. No, you did knowing not. Knowing that we were going to be here today. So what's your prediction all for right. today? Prediction for Bills, Titans, Monday Night Football. It is current time 530. So we have 
three hours before kickoff, I'm going to say, hmm, Bills are going to win this game over the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to say 42-20 Bills. Really? 42-20 Bills. I am going to guess it is going to be a little closer than that. I think today is going to be our first game that we really flirt with that 35-point range that we've been so successfully exceeding. I think we're going under that. I'm going 32-21. to Why? Because they have an insanely good run game that they're able to knock a lot of time off of the clock. And Josh Allen has been so great lately throwing the ball downfield, and I think that today is going to be the day that he struggles a little bit. And the fact that Henry also will take a lot of time off the clock. We won't have as many drives to get to the end zone. So A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are the two main wide receiver threats. A.J. Brown is hurt. He's questionable to play. Julio is set to play. So questionable means they're going to play. Tennessee plays everybody. They don't care. So they have a very archaic way of going about injuries. Hence Taylor Lewan. For an example, if anybody needs proof. Look at his snap count while he's hurt. Yeah, so he's also hurt right now, right? Correct. Yeah, so AJ Brown is not going to have the same game time snap count repetitions, however you want to put it, mm-hmm. until week ten that came out today. So he is going to be used in like first and five, first and ten situations, um, where it's not a huge workload for him. Is this a prediction or is this? No, this is fact. Okay. Okay. Um, and then Taylor Lewan has obviously his knee that he's still not 100% from back from yet, mm-hmm. but he's also got that foot-toe issue. So he'll he's on a series, off a series, and it's weird. But they still need him to play because their offensive line is dismal. So those two are a great impact because of the fact that our defense is playing so well this year mm-hmm. that the – Offensive line troubles opens up a lot for our defensive line. Having Starla Tuile playing this year is going to really help in the Derrick Henry front. When you look at his snaps, he's on pace. Let me get this number for right. A disgusting amount of yards. No, no, no. He's on pace for a disgusting amount of carries for the year. In regards to durability, we don't know if he's able to um, sustain what they're forcing him to do for the coming years because it's it's ridiculous. He's on pace for 482 carries this year. That's wild. That's ridiculous. A star running back, like a workhorse back, it's about over just over 300. Yeah, and he's yeah. at 482. Close to 500 carries for the season is a lot on the body. So I don't – and he recently signed a, a contract where he's under contract, I believe, for like three years after the season. So there's a lot to Derrick Henry, but their offense is so one-dimensional and their defense is not – yeah, that's scary. No, like if when we're playing the Ravens, it's like, all right, that's a defense we got to literally a game plan for us, you know, figure out how we can make it work. Um, how do we go about it? Tennessee, it's it's kind of wide open, but it's tough for a lot of Bills fans because we've talked about this in the previous weeks. The last 18 years were so conditioned to we could easily lose this game. Mm-hmm. But our team in the last two to three years has been so sound that it's Going, it's conflicting with our condition over the last two decades mm-hmm. where it's it's so weird to know, like, no, we're playing good football. It is going to be okay. It's like someone's lying to us. Right. It's like, no, you're that weird stepdad who's going to try to buy me pizza and win my love. Like, it's not how this is going to go. So I'm excited for tonight. Um, I just think we're going to blow it out of the water. And a lot of that stems from last year's meeting where we got a really sour taste in our mouth. We were very professional with the media. Mm-hmm. We are very professional in practice, but there's some hidden embers that we're just going to reignite and then just go all out. That's yeah. what I'm hoping anyways. So that's why my prediction is where it's at. So we'll yeah. see. The only thing that I, I guess I'm questioning a little bit is why like, I understand the need for Milano because he's a great inside line. Like he's a, our best line coverage. Backer. He's amazing. But you don't have an insanely good tight end that can destroy you. You have two injured wide receivers, and you have a running back that can run through anybody. So why risk Milano getting injured by putting him in this game when we have a bye week next week? We can let him rest this entire week and get two weeks off, another two weeks off. So what I heard and also what I know, um, 
the Buffalo Bills as an organization have a ridiculous amount of people on their staff specifically for recovery, Mm -hmm. and it's all anybody on the roster can utilize what's at the field house. And the field house has a multitude of things to utilize between massage therapists, um, the the chamber, the Cairo chamber, whatever the hell, like where it like freezes your body. Um, and then saunas, the works nutrition, the works, like all of that is in the field house to be utilized for recovery. And the bills don't play a player until he's a hundred percent. So, which is weird because Diggs played hurt last year. Mm -hmm. Beasley played hurt last year. And I don't know if it's because they never reported it to the team so that they could play. But we know that when someone is going through something and it's known, they're not in. So for Milano to play tonight, he'll probably still have a limited snap count. That's what I'm I'm curious to check Tuesday morning to see because our local sports radio is always up on that, which is great because then mm-hmm. we can check to see who, who played how many snaps. Even if Milano plays 50% of the time, it's still an upgrade. Just because he's he, him and Ed, Edmonds play so well together, right? But behind Milano, the linebackers behind Klein is playing out of his mind, yeah. And behind Klein, he's playing out of his mind. Like we're so deep, it really doesn't matter. That's why I, I'm that's, curious as yes. to why we're making him play if we don't. I because mean, it helps the team win, yeah. And that's at the bottom line. That's what keeps people's jobs is winning football games. That's it. That's the only reason you're allowed to come back on Monday after a Sunday game or Tuesday after a Monday game is because you won the game. No matter what your position is within the organization, if right. you lose, you're you know. I mean, that's that's the National Football League. So I think that's why to answer your question. But I I'm not upset about it because even if he does you know slightly like tweak it or kind of hick it up, he does have that buy. Right. And then beforehand while he's playing and he's fresh and he's not thinking about his injury, he's making an impact because he makes an impact every play. It's Matt Milano. Dude, he's been playing out of his mind since he's been on the Bills, and I've yeah. always been obsessed with him. Oh, yeah. And it, and he's a beautiful human being. He's he's a stud. It's kind of obnoxious. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if, if he's wanting to be on the pod, I would love to pick his brain just because his – his football IQ is disgusting, yeah. and then his instincts take over, and it's like, dude, you're doing things that don't – like, have you ever watched Ray Lewis on tape? I try to stay away from murder. Yeah, outs- yeah. yeah I, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like calling Kobe a rapist. He wasn't a rapist. I mean, Big Ben, on the other hand, different story. Yeah, he never let him in the bathroom with anybody. Oh, right, <laughs> yes. Specifically stalls. Shout out so the- Bosch. <laughs> If you watch tape, it's wild to me where there's no read step. Because as a linebacker, you always play downhill, right? So your read step is downhill. It's like a half step forward, and then you're always playing the run first. And then if it's passed, then you're just hightailing it, and you're dropping back, and you're doing everything you have to do. But from the linebackers in the league, their their read step is with the flow of traffic, but it's always downhill, and then it's always right. Like, their read step is never in the wrong direction of what the play is doing because they're also watching film. So even if the line goes to the left, they're making the read step to the right because I know it's a cutback just because of the formations and everything else. Blows my mind. Mm -hmm. So when you single out Milano and you watch him during the game, he's already three yards ahead of the play. And you're like, how do you do this? Like, what? who are you? Like, I just, dude, it's so cool to watch. When you just do this at home. If you're a football fan and you understand what you're watching and you're just kind of like, oh, they got to pass the yellow line. Like, there's more to it. So if you're able and you're at that level. Some people don't even know the yellow line's fake. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I thought they painted that every down. They, like, just single out one player and watch him for three plays in a row and then just watch them react to the ball and the whole offensive scheme. If, If our team's on defense, it's amazing to watch. Dude, it's so much fun. That's why I love watching football because people think, oh, I watch football. And you're really just generically broad stroke watching it when you actually watch football for the X's and O's. It's so much better. That's why I like that behind the the quarterback camera angle that they have because the side one, you can't really see too much. Yeah, unless you're you're looking for specific things. But behind the camera and then up on top going down like – you know, the, the nosebleed mm-hmm. seats down, 
that's that's a ticket, man. Because then you got the whole field, and then you can watch all the coverages, and you can see how people are lined up, and then you can see the fake. Like, oh, we're gonna blitz. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. Like, that's so much fun to go over. But not everybody is able to, you know, articulate and understand what they're Nor seeing. Nor care. There's well, a lot of people thing. that don't care. Yeah, and they yeah, just want to watch it just for the touchdown. Yeah, I want my team to win. Yeah. So I can just get blitzed on Bud <laughs> Seltzers and then Bud Heavies and after. And have an excuse, yeah. Yeah. The Bills won. <laughs> All right. Relax, Renee. Yeah. Right. I got my Zumbas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maria, I lost you. <laughs> Like, no, you didn't lose her. She got arrested because she was driving drunk on Abbott. You're all disasters. But, yeah, it's exciting. So, all right, weekly recap. What did you do? I don't even know what I did. What is, is that that thing? Yeah. Sounded like a sump pump. I was like, what's happening? All right, let's go to our calendar. No, I don't care. I've been scheduling uh, a lot see. of stuff. Let's see. You've been scheduling a lot of stuff. That is very true. There is one, two, three, four episodes coming up, two in one week. I'm surprised you did that. Yeah. You hate when that happens. Yeah, but we need a backlog again. I know, that's true. I don't like stressing out. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, okay, so Thursday night, went to the warehouse. You went to the what? I went to the warehouse. What's that? It's a restaurant in Hamburg. Right off the never 90. Never heard of it before. You never heard of the warehouse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right off the 90. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, how was it? Okay. Perfect. If they took six-inch spiral duct from Key Bank Center, that's where the Sabres play, and installed it all the way to the warehouse for crowd noise, that's how loud it was inside the warehouse. I've never been in an establishment for a sporting event where it's so loud, you... Barely can hear the person sitting next to you at the bar. What what was there? The, the Sabres, Sabres game? game. It was oh. the first game of the year. Sabres beat there the Canadians five one. There were more people there than there were at the arena. No, surprisingly, a lot of I I mean, warehouse is quiet, but their TVs were not. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. So loud, and I'm with two dudes with tinnitus, so they're like. <laughs> Huh? Like, the, <laughs> why are we, like, can we just go outside? Like, we literally don't care about the Sabres. Like, what, it's great if they win, but there's no hope. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, doing really well this year for the first two games. We're two games in, and we went That's to a shootout for but, one of those games. Well, it's not, it's not about the end result. Like, we're actually playing motivated. We're playing as a team. We have control of the puck. We spend more time in the offensive zone than the defensive zone. There's, like, it's a whole different team. Right. And the whole style of play is different, which is fantastic. So from last year to this year, way better. Is Akposo our captain? Yeah. Or no? Because he had He's the one of on the other day. No, I I thought he was a captain. I didn't know he had I an A. I, I thought he had an A. I could be it might have been an old pitcher of him. Yeah. But I like him. But anyways, we went we went there. Um for those that don't know, the warehouse is known for beer. Are they? I don't know that. Yeah, they got like a bunch on tap. It is what it is. Derek, you know this. I'm not obsessed with going to a bar and drinking beer. I've never heard that before. I feel gross after beer. I'm not a massive beer fan in regards to the after effect. Like I, long days worth of work, nothing better than having a beer. Totally get it. I support people that drink beer. It's just not for me Um, in the grand scheme of things on a holistic approach. I'm a whiskey guy. So for me to go to the warehouse and they just have the well of the well in regards to spirits, it was very hard for me to sit there for multiple hours, which ended up being the entire Sabres game, and socially drink because I had one option and it was Jameson. So, of course, the girl who's the bartender is like 19, Botox already done. Yep. And she is like, what do you want? <laughs> and I go, okay, take the bottle of Jameson, pour it into a rocks glass for like a single, single and a half size shot. Put nothing in the glass. No ice, no stick, no straw, <laughs> no stick. No, like nothing. I don't want a napkin. I just want you to pour Jameson into a glass, hand it to me, and I'll be fine. And she's like, okay, that's $6. Like, okay. 
So now that you brought price up, let me ask you a question. How much do you charge for cherry wheat? And how much do you charge for the smaller size of cherry wheat? Because sometimes they have like the smaller glass. For beer. Sam Adams Adams cherry cherry wheat. That's one of my favorite beers. Yeah. Eight fifty. They only have one size. And I go, okay. I understand who's in office right now for the president of the United States, okay? (laughs) But I also understand that I'm not downstate in Long Island. Cherry wheat does not have to be $8.50 for a 12-ounce pour. That's insane to me. And I go, okay, what about... You can buy a 12-pack for like $15. Right. (laughs) I was like, what about blueberry from EBC, from Ellicottville? And she's like, oh, that's that's like $7.50. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Just pour the Jameson in the glass. I'm good. And she's like, perfect. Do you want food? I'm like, no. I was there for four and a half hours. I spent $12. Two glasses of Jameson? Two glasses of Jameson. <laughs> Neat. Nothing else. And people were looking at me like I was out of my mind. They're like, how do you... How do you drink that? And I'm like, dude, this is so sweet to me. Yeah, like, really. there was so many sugars. I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> I'm like, it tastes like sugary juice. It was great. No food. Drove home. Felt great. Woke up the next day ready for work. I that, love it. That's a good thing about whiskey, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't feel weird afterwards. Yeah. Do you feel weird after beer? No, but I drink more beer than you do. You do? Yeah. But you don't, like, your stomach doesn't bother you? You're not not foggy? Well, I'm also not drinking a ton. So, like, the other night I had a beer. I just opened one, and then that was it. So, like, I'm only having one 12-ounce can, and then I'm saying, see ya. Yeah, right. And then I just drink a ton of water. Yeah, I don't, like, no matter the amount, it's still just kind of like it doesn't sit well. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I can't do it. And I don't know why. Probably because I had my first beer when I was 12. But that's a different story. Perfect. For a longer episode. Just kidding. He did not. Okay, FBI, go to South <laughs> Buffalo and ask anybody when they had their first beer. It's either 12 or 14, depending if they were in a VFW or not. Give me a break. <laughs> Listen, FBI agent with your cheap shoot <laughs> and your awful haircut, let me tell you something. We all know you had a beer when you were 12, and then you lied to the bureau about it. Speaking of FBI, when did you, uh, or how far are you on Blacklist? Did you finish it yet? No, we're on, oh, geez, like 16 or 17. I'm not that I'm only on like eight. Oh, we're way past that. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, draw it out. Gina asked me the other day. She's like, oh, you're on episode eight. You're almost done. I'm like, no. Blacklist doesn't roll, like, your little budget Netflix films that only have eight to ten episodes. It says 22 episodes. 22 episodes a season. So you're fine. Yeah. And what I love about that is 22, obviously, is one a week. So that means half of a year. By the time that gets filmed, released on TV, then it gets released on Netflix, and then you watch it, you only have like another half a year until the next one comes out on Netflix. You don't have to wait four years for it to come out again. And there is a season nine. I love it. They are not. They didn't confirm season 10 yet, though. Right. So I wonder what's going on. But I'm only, uh, no spoilers, Michael, but I'm only on episode eight. So where, I'm where like, are you at how, in the show? What's going on? I don't know. The last time I watched it was like three days ago. Um... We just got back with, uh, or um, <clears throat> Keen was with, Reddington just did something, and now Keen just re-entered back in. What did Because she had her little hiatus? Yeah. Okay. I got you. So there's... But I'm like thinking to myself, because I don't want spoilers, but I'm thinking to myself, can they really do a ninth season? Like, at what point are you done with the show? Keep watching. But if they can do a ninth. I don't know if a ninth season of 22 episodes might be too much, but a ninth season makes sense. Yeah. They. I was ready to get it, give it up after the animated episode. If they came out hot with animated know, again dude, for the eighth season, burned. I would have done. I, I would have been burned. I would have been so burned. <laughs> but no, like the writing in this episode, in this whole season is in- incredible. Who's your favorite character? Uh, to look at or. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to talk about celebrity crushes. I love Keen. Keen's oh my God! Guy rocketed in my celebrity yeah. crushes, and oh, yeah. Colleen knows it. And I said, "Sweetheart, you got this thing on my hand, <laughs> but let me tell you something: one mistake. No, one mistake. Um, I love her. Megan yeah. Boone is so cute. Yeah. The 
in for later so many reasons. Yeah, but dude, now like oh yeah, now in the season she's like she, her character's different, and she's literally adorable to watch. Yeah. And you like you giggle when she like makes jokes. Now yeah. it's weird. Have you and Colleen talked about like hall pass people? Yeah. So yeah. for her, it's like Zac Efron. I, I mean, mean, that's my I mean, hall pass too. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> tell me something I don't know. Um, so yeah, and he just released a photo on Instagram for his birthday. With a dog in the ocean, yeah. and he's just like chiseled. He's I was beautiful. like, "Sweet, cool, yeah." I literally like, I would try to milk you, <laughs> like meet the Falkers. Um, for for me, Emma Watson's up there for sure. I love Emma Watson. I always have. And then there's there's a couple others, but yeah, I mean, it's we've we've had many of many sit down conversations. But yeah, what about you? She's hers is will always be Bradley Cooper. For more reasons, just because like he Why speaks French too. Nose gets in the way. <laughs> well, so does mine and Gina's. So really, not much to say. There. Whoa, whoa! Parents, watch this, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Bradley, Bradley Cooper's hers because he he can sing, he can speak French. That's everything that I'm not. So yeah, that's 100 percent hers. <laughs> mine is. Have you ever seen the show Designated Survivor with Kiefer Mm-mm. Sutherland? It's a really good show. It's about um. There's these members of Congress, and they have a House meeting, I think it is, and they designate one person to like not be a part of the meeting just in case a bomb goes off, and they need somebody to take over to be president, and that's him. And he's the Department of uh, or Home, like like the Housing Organization or something like that. Hmm. Um, and he Might takes over. My list. Yeah, he takes over. He's an independent, so it's a really cool show because he's res- a registered independent, so he has to battle both Democrats and Republicans for a lot of their what they want to do because everything's politically driven, but it's a really good show. But the lead girl in there, her name is Italia Ritchie. She's Italian, obviously, but she's smoke. I like plain Janes. So like Anna Kendrick is up there for me. Emma Watson, obviously, um, Megan Boone, like you don't need to wear a lot of makeup as long as you got that bone structure and you're just like beautiful. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. It's crazy. But yeah, so, I just hope that they can continue it for this rest of the season and still keep my interest for next season. Because even right now, I'm like, all right, how much more can Reddington escape this? You know, it gets so good though. Yeah, I, I, but it gets I, so I get good. aggravated. So the other day we watched Halloween Kills, the new Halloween movie. Okay, and I like scary movies. I know that you don't, right? But if anybody's watched the Halloween movies, at some point in your Halloween career you're like all right i understand the premise of this is that that this dude never dies but you literally shoot him in the face and he doesn't die like i'm done with this series i'm not watching the next one that comes out i don't care how good it is i don't care that jamie lee curtis is still doing this at 175 years old because she's been doing it since she was an infant in this stupid series i'm done with it it doesn't make any sense how this dude is still alive and to me i like Gene was probably getting aggravated with me because we were watching it. And I'm like, they literally set the house on fire that he was in, and the firefighters go in. Like, this is the first five minutes of the whole movie. The firefighters go in to put out the fire, and he's just standing in the flames. I'm like, dude, this isn't a superhero movie. You're a dude that kills people. There's no way that you don't die. And then after that, I'm like, I'm done with the show. So I sat there and I watched it, but I wasn't like, thrilled about it and i'm not gonna watch the next one i'm not gonna turn it off while gina's watching i'm done right i'm just not gonna watch the next one that was the dumbest movie i've ever seen in my life i'm just kidding there was a super terrible movie i don't even remember what it was called but i went to the movie theaters to watch it and it was the most pointless movie i w- left the movie theater visibly angry because of how terrible <laughs> it was i gotta find the movie it was so bad i demand my ticket price <laughs> yeah. back i I got to get the name of the movie right because one of them is an actual sad movie about like some woman who had cancer and that was not a bad movie, but the movie that this one was, it was terrible. I want to know how many times Regal has been asked to refund tickets because of how bad the movie was. It has to occur. It has to, yeah. Has to. All right, so it definitely wasn't this movie. Yeah, try to look that up. I'm curious, but how was your, uh, how was your week? Um, it was okay. I didn't do anything crazy, I don't think. What did I do? Oh, I lied. It was really good because we had our engagement shoots. 
I couldn't say that that was okay and then announce that I had my engagement shoot. I would not hear the end of it. Uh, old ball and chain. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was good. The The engagement pictures turned out really good. Um, it was super hot that day. And we wanted to do a fall theme. It was like 80 degrees. And today it's 45. So my heat broke too, just so you know. That's awesome. What but are you anyway, talking about? Yeah, I know. Mark's coming over tomorrow to look at it again. He's like, everything's under warranty. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it's for your wife's not working. Oh my God. Dude, I've had terrible luck with this stupid furnace. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. But anyway, so we did the, the photo shoot. It was 80 degrees outside. We wanted to do fall. Gina got this beautiful dress. And I'm wearing sweater with a long sleeve shirt underneath and pants. I'm like, I got like 10 minutes in me before you can visibly see all the sweat marks. So we got to get going here. There was two places that I really wanted to shoot in. I completely understand. It was no trespassing. But I really wanted to shoot in them. But we didn't. And uh, I got to go back and take some cool pictures with our cameras because those no trespassing areas were sick. But she, our photographer is amazing. And she got some crazy – she actually – never mind. Not going to go there. But she is a great photographer. You probably knew where I was going with that. And she knew all about like different focal lengths and everything to do different shots and everything like that. It was a really cool- Did you nerd out with her? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm like, what focal length are you using? And she's like, are you a photographer? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, so it was cool to, to talk with her about it. But she she did an incredible job getting some of like the ring shots on flowers and all that stuff and just making Gina- Obviously, Gina looks great all the time, but making me look good is also a very good plus. So it was cool. It was a good time. It's exciting, dude. Then after that, I didn't really do much. I watched the Bills game. watched the Sabres. I did watch – no, I watched part of the Sabres game, and then I switched to the Bruins game because that was more exciting. Ob. And, uh, yeah, that's it. What about you? What would you do? I have to resort to my calendar because I'm a disaster. Um, I had a work sales meeting at Imperial Pizza. Nice. That was bomb. Uh, their pizza logs are mint. The Thursday I went to the warehouse. We talked about that. And Tuesday we had the interview at Hatchet and Hops. That was fun. Yes. Right? I agree. Uh, threw out a rib. I agree, I agree. And on Monday we had the interview at Marble and Rye. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes. So, yeah, two interviews back to back, long days. I don't think a lot of people understand what it means to work a full-time job, but then still podcast on the side. Correct. Where you work literally 15-hour days, multiple days a week. It's exhausting. And the weekends aren't long enough. I just talked to my boss today because I told him, I'm like, listen, we were, we were talking just randomly about how everything's going at work. And I'm like, great. But I, you know me. I don't, I, you joke around that I take a lot of vacation days. Because I have a lot of vacation days to take, but I really don't take that many. No, right. In, in re- like in reference to my total bank that I have. So now we're coming up on the end of the year and I still have three weeks to take a vacation before it runs out. So I told my boss, I'm like, I'm going to take off every Friday from here until the end of the year because I don't have any, I can't do anything else. Like yeah, I can't right. just take a week off. I have a ton of shit to do. Like I have to stay at the office, but now I'm stressed out that I'm not going to take all my vacation. So I'm just going to take every Friday off from here to the rest of the year. And he's like, no, it's a... It's a really good idea. I've been talking with the bank to see if we can do like, or I might bring this conversation up again to see if we can do four 10-hour workdays and then just have Fridays off from here on out like every week. I'm like, dude, you don't know how much you just spoke to me because I love that idea. <laughs> Speak to me fine, sir. Yes, let it rain. Because it works. Just talk to him like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him, so I wouldn't. Um, but there's so many days that I work, like 10-hour days, 12-hour days at work. And then do the podcast after that. It would be so nice to have a day off where I can just literally edit instead of being up all night editing. Mm-hmm. It would be so nice. I mean, knowing you, you're probably going to get it. I hope so. It'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's where we are. Your boy, Nicholas Cage, calls glasses ocular lens device. So how can you even like him? <laughs> Nicholas Cage? Based off of okay. that <laughs> sentence, how can you like that man? Oh, all right. Uh, one of the first movies I watched growing up was Gone in 60 Seconds. So I obviously fell in love with Cars because of that movie. That, as well as Fast and the Furious, changed my life. So growing up... Why is there such a bad reputation on Fast and Furious? Because they took a stance with having every movie outdo the last movie. 
So now that they're so deep in with nine movies that came out, it's like, what else are you going to do? Because you've already done nine movies. So now it's, it's to a lot of people, too extreme, over the top, whatever. What true Fast and the Furious franchise fans appreciate outside of the jokes that come with it about the whole family aspect mm-hmm. is that they never lost the original storyline from the first movie and they're answering questions in the ninth from the first movie. Yeah. And they're literally bringing it all the way back to fill all the gaps where in the ninth movie they literally told you why the third movie existed. That is why people still watch The Fast and the Furious and why people still like it and wait for the next one to come out, but there's only 10. So knowing that, knowing that it's going to be all wrapped up in the 10th movie, it's, I mean, dude, that spanned 20 years. Yeah, but even like in the second and third, people were... Dogging it. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, a lot of it was... Because cars? No, because it didn't really make sense. And you have to remember too... the whole point of the movie. Right, but you have to remember when the first one came out, that was... Dude, that changed everything. That car, that changed cars. That changed modifications. That changed mm-hmm. the underground scene. Um, decals on cars were huge after that movie. Like the generational impact that that movie made is for the for the ages. Right. When they came out with a second one that didn't really speak to the first, people got upset because it was almost disrespecting the first movie mm-hmm. and the impact that it made. And then when the third one came out, it made no sense and they're like this is dumb yeah then the fourth one came out and it kind of brought back the first and the second in a way but it really just spoke more to like the cars and that whole storyline which was kind of cool but now now like i would say since the fifth movie it's literally just been about the storyline then you had the tragedy with paul when paul left earth right that Change the entire dynamic of the franchise, and I'm speaking to it as like a diehard fan because mm-hmm. I will never talk bad because that movie was like, I mean, the whole franchise is incredible to me. Um, when they tied things back in, like I, I laugh at all the jokes because I have an awful sense of humor. But when they're still tying things in to the first and fourth movie, and it's just like it never lost its core. That's why people still love it. Nicolas Cage, on the other hand, which was your first question. I want to talk about Fast, though, still. We can. But, like, dude, he was in National Treasure, which was great. Just from, like, a conspiracy standpoint alone, people love that. And it's, like, when you watch a any thriller, any any movie where it's, um, it's like, a riddle to try to figure it out, it's a thriller, and you're like, this is amazing. Because you want, like, once you get to the end of the movie, you want to have all the, all the questions mm-hmm. answered. Similar to Saw, similar to Law Abiding Citizen, National Treasure, Da Vinci Code, all that, like... It's a journey, yeah, and you're excited, but I think they could have picked a better actor though to play these movies. I mean, dude, he's, <laughs> he's so bland. He's, I just can't stand him. <sighs> How do you feel about the 1995 classic Waterworld? Never seen it. You've never seen Waterworld, no. dude? Kevin Costner, man, it's a great film. Got to watch it. I'm good. No, you got to watch so Waterworld, but with, for fast. With you being a fast fan, do you like that they got away from underground racing? They did, but they didn't. But they did, though. That was the whole part of the movie for the first four. First five, really. In seven and eight, they still have underground racing. Yeah, but it's such a small aspect of it. You bring in these A-list actors to come in and just do cinematic or cinematic fighting scenes that never existed. I, from a guy that got into Fast and Furious because I loved cars, seeing where they took the franchise bothers me because it's like... Like the round around he sees? Yeah, now you got The Rock fighting with Jason Statham, throwing him off buildings. It's like, this isn't an act... Like, it's not a fighting movie. It's not an action movie. Let's get back to cars and, like, modifications of old 1994 eclipses and, like, Mitsubishi Lancers and Subaru WRXs. Like, that's what Sky I liked lines. about it. Yeah. But now you're bringing in, like... I don't know. It just bothers me now. They still add... You gotta... You have to put a lens on. And you have to kind of see the forest through the trees, right? Like, there's going to be that, and that's that's what brings the money in. But at the root, they still have supercars and hypercars. They still have cars with mods. And anybody that knows cars will pick that up. 
which is cool. But then, again, you still have to have a filter on that because if you know cars, you know how fake some of the stuff is. Absolutely. Where, you know, the, they upshift for days. They have a runway that's the <laughs> longest runway in the history of the world. Yeah. They downshift for days. Like, nothing makes sense. There's no gearbox that would do that. And then if you actually look at the cars for themselves, like the set kit cars, they're horrendous. Mm-hmm. And they're literally made for the shot. They're not made for the performance. But it's the point behind it that's what brings car people back into it. So you got to take it with the giant grain of salt and then understand there's going to be some nonsense. But it's that's a part of it. I mean, that's there's Hollywood involved. I lost interest after the 7th. I haven't. And have you seen 9? No, I haven't. I've they should had, have kept me in. They should have kept me in from the seventh and eighth. They deviated way too far from why I was passionate about the movie. They didn't though. They did though. You got to see the forest through the trees. So like if you watch, but the I ninth don't movie, though because the for, my whole part. I know you're literal. My whole part. Well, not even that. It's just I like the racing aspect. Yeah, and the cars. I like the underground scene, and they just left that. Like the entire part of that movie was gone for me. And then when they started bringing in these A-list actors, it just didn't fit with why I watched Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. So I I will watch it because I do still like the franchise. It's just it's not on my bucket list anymore like watching one, two, three, four was. Like I had to go to the theaters to watch them. Now I'm just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. They brought elements from six, seven, and eight into nine that answer question. What nine and ten are is tying all the loose ends together from the very first yeah, movie. Which is cool. Incredible. And they're doing such a good job with it. And they're showing things that directly relate to the first movie. So when we watched the ninth, I had to pause it multiple times and then explain to Colleen, hey, do you remember in the first movie when this happened? And she goes, oh, yeah. I was like, that's this. And they're answering that now. I hope they show this, press play, and then they show it. And I was like, that's amazing. That's such good writing. Like from, from that standpoint, incredible. And then, of course, there's nonsense where they're in space or whatever, and you're just like, okay, and you roll your eyes. But what else are you going to do? When you know that that's the point is to up the last movie, of course I have to go to sure. space because I've done everything else on Earth. So like, let me ask you this. Do you think that that was their plan all along? Was to or, up every movie? Not to up every movie, but to go into this direction. Because for me, what I think happened is they did one, two, three, and four, and people started to lose interest. And they're like, let's up the action part of it and try to get more money for it. A hundred percent what happened. Fifth, six, seven, and eight was more of a I don't want to say money grab because that comes off as bad, but was more of an appeal to a larger audience that and they lost the traditional roots of what one, two, three, and four were. And now nine and ten might be amazing because now they're combining it all together. But I feel like that is a lucky afterthought to now end the series. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that they planned one, two, three, and four with the end goal of making these four in between to round it out with nine and ten. I think that nine and ten just happened to be like, how do we come out of this? Because we're losing our original audience base. That, that's at least my interpretation of it. No, it's it's mine too. Yeah. Um, I just do my damnedest not to forget the original yeah. root of what made it great. But yeah, if it was a good, like any good trilogy – is done after three movies because it's a trilogy. Look at the Matrix. You explained Even everything. They're bringing it back. You... They're bringing a fourth back. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. But... I wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah, is it going to be a brand new or is it? Going I to don't be know. Like a reenactment. That's what's great. You got to watch it. One through three oh, was us growing up. It. You have to watch but I'm it. More, I'm more interested to watch it to see how Keanu Reeves does at 50 years old now. Dude, he's crushing John Wick. You think he's going to worry about the Matrix? That's Bush League for him. Trinity was my first hall pass because I loved her back when she was. Yeets, when she's on that Ducati, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Trinity. But yeah, like she's aged. Keanu Reeves has aged. It's going to be kind very of. interesting to see. Lawrence yeah. Fishburne is a completely different atmosphere. He's aged to the nines. Right. Like, he's shot up there. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how they round it all out. I just watched The Matrix again the other day. The That's first a one? classic, bro. Yeah, it's a great movie. I Matrix Reloaded, I think, is my favorite from an action standpoint. Yeah. The first one's obviously a classic, and the third one is great from a storyline. But, yeah, it's – yeah, so Nicolas Cage <laughs> – 
What what bothers you about him? Everything. His, his voice? The way that he talks, the way that he looks, everything about him. I look at him and I'm like, I can't watch anything with you in it because I just get aggravated. <laughs> Maybe that's shallow-minded of me, but actually it is shallow-minded of me, but I still can't. Like, Have you ever watched an actor and then you watch him in something that just doesn't fit and you're like, I can't watch this. Like that new show. I didn't watch it yet, but I want to. The um, new serious show where Steve Carell is serious. And it's like, I don't know if I can watch you in this, dude. It also doesn't help that you've watched The Office on a rerun for Correct. the last But that's how years. I know him. And now I know Nicolas Cage is this like weirdo that I can't watch anything with serious Nicolas Cage in it. And then I see scrolling through Netflix because he's all over Netflix of him in a different action pose with his long hair blowing through the wind. And I'm like, dude, I just can't with you. Have you seen Con Air? No, I haven't seen any Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> I refuse to watch, to watch every single Nicolas Cage movie because I just don't do, like it. Do you like John Malkovich? Kind of. You know, like, have you seen Red? Yeah. Okay. He makes Con Air incredible. Because he's a genius, but he's also hilarious in that movie. You need to watch Con Air. It has Nicolas Cage in it. I can't. Yeah, but can't do it. you have to. Is Nicolas Cage the main actor? Uh, It's debatable. Yes, but it's debatable. Dave Chappelle's in it. What actor can you not stand? Do you have one that you just can't watch anything with him in it? Or her, for that matter? That's a really good question. Because I feel like I crap not on a really. lot of people. And you're just like I'm here for it, man. Yeah, I don't I don't have one person that I just can't stand. I mean, Joe Biden's not an actor, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. How do you feel about um, How do you feel about <laughs> uh, let's go, Brandon? Right, what? Let's go, Brandon. Come on, man. Come Santa. On, <laughs> the I had a really good question. I just lost it because I was laughing at you laughing. <laughs> Damn it. It'll come back to me. No, I don't feel like I have one person that I can't watch. You were going to say, what do you feel about? Yeah, and, that was and then nothing. No. I, I can't remember right now. Oh, God. That's funny. <laughs> we're dumpster fires. Yeah, it's 45 minutes. <sighs> Should we round out? Because so I have... feel like if we get on another topic, it's going to be another hour. You don't have any actor? There's not one, because I can think of a couple. Oh, yeah, that. that's what I was going to say. No, dude. I mean, I feel like we're blessed in... Our generation of actors, between Leo, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, there's so many good movies, Russell Crowe, so many good movies that mm. they were a part of and or in. Nicolas Cage, classics. You know, even Aston Kutcher crushed it. I mean, there's a lot of good actors, but That's there's also saying. some bad ones. Like too. who? Nicolas Cage. <laughs> who else? <laughs> I also can't stand Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I don't have I an just, issue with him at all, well, but I also like love Family him, right? Guy. Yeah. I, I, his jokes are incredible. I just don't. I think that he's... Even know. Dane Cook was a good actor. Yeah, I do like Dane Cook, and I feel really bad for him. He's fine now. Yeah, he made his money back. Yeah, but he got destroyed by his brother. You know how hard that has to be to have your brother steal literally everything that you've worked for mm-hmm. your entire life? Question. Yep. Question. If you met... Uh, name a comedian that you would like to go see... This week. Jesus, this week? Like, if they were in Buffalo, you're just like, oh, I'm super excited to go see them. Bill Burr. Okay. What, if meet and greet after the show, what would you say? I have no idea. You can't put me. I I love Bill Burr to the core that I couldn't just have that type of a conversation with him. I thought about this. I would come off as like, "Uh, uh, yeah, I would would probably shit myself. I want to talk his brain off about everything. Like, dude, you're a pilot? I know. There's specifically a helicopter pilot, which is nuts. The I'm seeing Tom Segura this year, and I thought about it. Like, if he does a meet and greet, I don't know if he is because he's doing a theater. Yeah. But if I have the chance, I know what I would say to him. What would you say? I'd shake his hand, judge him for the size of his hands, and his handshake naturally as a man. That's what you do. (laughs) But then I would say... Great job tonight, and thanks for just always being a normal dude. Because that's so fitting of Tom Segura. Yeah. Between his podcast, his special, like he's never changed, and he still talks about when he played high school football, and he's never that. That's why I'm excited to see the three guys I'm seeing: Bill Burr, Theo Vaughn, 
and Tom Segura are the most down-to-earth dudes ever. Yeah. And I would realistically say that to all of them. Thanks for thanks for just being a normal dude and paving the way for anybody to quote-unquote make it, but just not letting it get to you. Like, you're raising a family, you're doing good things, but you're also legitimately changing comedy and how that relationship is from you to guys younger than you. Mm-hmm. And you're not a douche about it. What, what I like about there's very few comedians that you can actually look at and say that they are a funny person versus they tell funny jokes. <laughs> yes. Because that that's a huge difference. Like Bill Burr, Mike Birbiglia, those are two that come to my mind right off the bat where they can tell a story and it's funny because they're just funny people. They know how to deliver things. They're just a funny person. That's different than like Dimitri Martin go up on, going up on stage with a guitar and saying, you know, funny thing about vitamins, they stopped after F or whatever. It's like, dude, sweet. I get it. And that's funny <laughs> to a certain extent because you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. But like when you're legitimately funny like Bill Burr is, you can listen to his podcast where he's literally talking about himself like you and I are right now. And you just laugh and laugh time and time again because you're just like, dude, your mind is so out there. And you're just such a damaged human, which makes you so funny. Yes. Like I love listening to them because it's like you know that this is because they are genuinely funny people. And getting a drink with them would be the most fun experience of your life because you can just sit and talk to them. Yeah, until they tell you I can't drink anymore because I had a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, ah, you don't want to listen. so funny. Same with Joey Diaz yeah. where he talks about Buffalo and Theo Vaughn calls him and says, I'm lost. And he's like, what street are you on? <laughs> and then he tells him, he goes, okay, look to your left. You're going to see a pizzeria across the street to bowling alley. Go in the bowling alley. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on Burt Kreischer? Do you like him? I do. Yeah. And I I respect his grind. And he's, he's another guy where – yeah, he's a dumpster fire. Drinks two gallons of Kool-Aid a day, thinks he's being healthy, drinks a ton, but he's still super humble where if he yeah. gets a compliment from Chris Rock, it rocks his world. Yeah. So there's there's those elements. I don't – realistically, I don't know any comedian that I'm, like, upset about or annoyed with. Yeah. There's <clears> – <throat> with Bert, I like Bert a lot. I think that he's super funny. I think that he's funny because he's so dumb and he doesn't know anything. But he's brilliant. I know, which which concerns me because I'm wondering if a lot of it is an act with him. I don't – that's he, the best part. Like when, when, he can run a business, but then he can't add to five. Right, sure. So, so as long as it's not an act, I like it a lot. But if it's an act, it bothers me. Like when COVID first started and they did that virtual comedian – virtue signaling thing, Adam Sandler came on and Bert lost it. He had no idea what to say mm-hmm. and he destroyed the entire interview because he was too busy fangirling about Adam Sandler. And I think about that all the time when I listen to Bert because I'm like, this dude is actually genuine. But part of me thinks that when he says stuff, it's just like, are you just saying this to like embellish stories to be funny? And that's my concern with him is that some of his stuff teeters on that line and I'm like, ah, but then I listened to him with five hours on Joe Rogan, and I'm like, all right, this dude is just an idiot, and he's funny. That I mean, do you listen to Two Bears, One Cave? Not a shout-out? I, I can't. I don't know why. I can't get into it with them, too. Really? I think that they are just too similar and so immature, both of them, that I just can't get into it. I laugh That's so part of hard. me, too. That's also why I don't really like Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane, because I'm not a huge fan of like immature comedy. I can take it. But a lot of the times, I'm just like, it's just like, okay, dude, I get it. What's immature about, what do you mean by that? What's immature? Like fart jokes, like doing shit like that, like doing drugs. Like that's all immature shit that's funny when you're young 20s. I don't find that funny anymore. That's <laughs> why. it's hysterical. I mean, to like me, sex comedy, jokes, comedy. I can't do that either. Like that's why no, no shade at all. But that's why I cannot listen to female comics. Because all they feel like they can do is just talk crass shit. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to you swear and curse about your sex life. That's not funny to me. Nikki Glaser does nothing for me. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I'm, Literally does her, nothing Amy, for me. Uh, Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer yeah, who also she's steals a, jokes. She's a disaster. Like, yeah. There's so many female comics that go that route. And I just can't get into them because of that. Because I don't like that immature humor at all. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why Two Bears, One Cave, like I even Segura's podcast, Your Mom's House, I can watch most of it. But when he starts like doing, like when he pulls up the website and he's watching videos, like none, I'll get a chuckle every once in a while. But I'm like, this dumb, like this isn't comedy. This is you watching something that you think is funny, which is awesome. But I just don't find it funny. I know you're the complete opposite with that because you it's love not, it. Uh, no, I mean, there's times where I'm just like, eh, it does not like Anthony Justin's podcast sometimes does absolutely nothing yeah, for me. No, I hear you. So there's, I get that. There's merit to that. However, Family Guy to me is hysterical because they could suit every episode because they insult so many cultures and mm. it's always spot on. And yeah. that to me, I will never. I will never not laugh. Like Walt Disney outright, everyone knows, hated Jews. Yeah. And Family Guy has a scene where he shows up after he's frozen and goes, are the Jews gone yet? And they're like, no, he goes, freeze me again. <laughs> like that's, that to me will yeah. always be fun. It's just and dark it's funny, humor. Dark but like humor I can't watch it for hours. Like South Park, I can't watch that for hours. I'll watch two episodes, I'll laugh, and then I'll shut it off because it's just like, all right, there's only right. so much I can laugh at right, right now. I'm too damaged as a person. I can't continue watching someone else be damaged. But then you're <laughs> able to watch The Office on repeat. Yeah. And same with Parks and Rec. Yeah. And that that confuses me. Too. Like, I'm good for, you know, two, three episodes. Then I'm like, okay. Plus, I've already seen them. Right. So I'm like, okay. Oh, well, that's the thing. And- for The Office and Parks and Rec, it's never a sit down because I really love this show. It's right. more of background noise. Yeah. And a lot of Parks and Rec is because I can relate so much to Ron <laughs> that that's why I laugh is because it's crazy that this person, one, is the complete opposite in real life for the most ideologically complete opposite. But two that they made this person so closely related to me that it's shocking and I find it funny. So that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I can, I can see why it's a little confusing as to why I like that so much, but I don't think that that's super, a lot of those shows like office and parks and rec, you have to think for that comedy, mm-hmm. but like South park, you don't have to think because they just literally bring someone from a like culture and they just make fun of them. Like you don't have to think about that. Family Guy, you have to. You'll miss a lot of Family Guy unless you know exactly yeah. like the stereotypes and what they're talking about. Yeah. Which it's it's a whole different ball game. That's funny. All right, everybody, it's been an hour. We appreciate any and all support. If you are new here, we are the Buffalo Happy Hour, and we release two to three episodes a week on our YouTube channel. If you are not on our YouTube channel and you would like to watch our weekly episodes, feel free. Same with our interviews and our Wednesday Whiskey Reviews. Those release on Wednesday. Special interviews release on Fridays on our YouTube channel at the Buffalo Happy Hour. We are on Instagram at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12. We are on Facebook at the Buffalo Happy Hour. We don't use Twitter because it's Twitter. Um, So we appreciate any and all support. We are gaining subs, which is great. We have to meet our minimum, and then we can start enjoying some more benefits of YouTube in regards to posting and growing our channel. So we're pumped for that. This has been episode 109. This is 109. We might have to revisit Twitter. No. I've I've got a growing respect for Jack Dorsey. The Twitter more, CEO? Yeah, more than Mark Zuckerberg. If you really think and you drill down, we should do an episode on them. If you drill down who those two people are as people and what they believe in. Communists? Just kidding. Jack Dorsey is 100% free speech. It's the company itself and the reputational damage that tr- Twitter would get, which is why they regulate so much. Dude, he bas- his website is now porn, basically. <laughs> Chicks can do whatever they want on there. It's wild how unregulated that is, but from a reputational standpoint the far outside political ideologies are banned because of the reputational damage that it caused the website i like jack dorsey more as a human than i do mark zuckerberg but anyway that's a topic for a whole nother day <laughs> but if you want these topical discussions immediately you can join our patreon because we release the wednesday whiskey reviews and the episodes a week early so go to our patreon we currently do have patrons we're thankful so much for you guys you guys are our tier one buffalo happy hour crew so thank you so much but if you do want to join that's patreon.com slash buffalo happy hour you get the weeks uh or the episodes a week early from a wednesday whiskey review and an episode standpoint the interviews we don't release a week early because one we're mostly scrambling to get them uploaded in the first place because people cancel all the time and we can't guarantee that they would be up a week early or have the content for it to be up a week early. That's why we control what we can control and release those two a week early. But uh, we also on our website have a ranking of all of our whiskeys that we reviewed. We are currently, we recorded today our 89th and our 90th whiskey that we've reviewed so far. Whoop, whoop. That's wild. 
Sure is. It's a lot. It's actually wild how much non-whiskey we've reviewed. I wasn't prepared to look at that. We've done 20 non-whiskey reviews. Yeah, well, I was counting, and I'm like, we've done this many? That's why we got to keep drinking whiskey. Correct, which is never an issue. But thank you, everybody, for joining. Please remember, if you do try any of the whiskey that we've done or drink while watching these episodes, which we do encourage if you're of age, please remember to drink responsibly. Be a good person. And, Michael. Do not litter. We're out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.